What's good, people? It's It's Stone. And right now, we are at Calabasas. It's the Drake release party. I am here hanging out with Tiffany Haddish. You know, Common is out there in the corner, chopping it up with people, you know. Somehow, he didn't like that fact that I told him B sucked and he should never rap again. And he took Wait, offense. what? So, so I'm just kind of hiding in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, when called, the bounces on me. We have to talk about that one, fam. The B? I don't know. I felt like, I felt like, I felt like B was one of those things where it's like Common's rapping again, and we all fooled ourselves into thinking that it was good but in hindsight, it's well, not. Also, I think everybody hated Electric Circus. Yes. And it was a recalibration for Common. And yes. I, I liked both equally, and I loved Electric Circus, and everybody looked at me side-eyed. I, that's the thing. I like Electric Circus. I feel like B was a weird like. Maybe let maybe give them back what they want because I need these paychecks to come in. And yada, that's yada, real. Yada. <laughs> yeah, that's actually. On I can't really be mad. That was before those microphone chalk checks, man. He's like, I got to tour this shit. <laughs> I ain't rich. Common, I got your back, fam. <laughs> I want to roll over the ridges after the show. I got you. <laughs> What was the shit? I'm trying to think of the whole the 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 bitch the bitch the bitch and you ice cube this. No, remember that? Yeah, the, yeah, kind yeah. Of, kind of get slapped up by common. You know what well, well, out here getting my ass whooped by fucking <laughs> a guy in the coffee. Well, I do have to say uh, to tie this together, common had one of the weakest Drake disses of all time. Remember that? Oh, I remember that. <laughs> the weakest Drake diss of all time. Yeah. Wow, I forgot there was a beef. That was weird. That was a weird beef. Common is a weird that, dude. That was a weird beef. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I guess you just can't have two pretty boy light skinned dudes going through Hollywood black women. <laughs> Somebody felt threatened. They were they were going after the same market. Different generations, but same exact market. Oh man. Common thought his Microsoft money was, was threatened. That's, that's you know that's, like I, I get it man you know what I'm saying Drake's out here doing these little hotline bling jingles you never know come right yeah. at you yeah common, common wanted that state forum money like like Drake got you know <laughs> well and uh, I guess we gotta we gotta talk about speaking it speaking of Drake so uh, and I guess back to back major label release disappointments Drake decided to drop Certified Lover Boy, an album he's been hyping up since last year, if I remember yeah. correctly, because I remember it was supposed to drop at the beginning of the year. So we're we're like going on a full year of hype behind this. We had some preliminary singles, which I don't know if they made on this album or not, but I know he was definitely songs were released that were supposedly going to be on this album. You know, this album kind of comes out. It's like fucking 20 plus songs long, hour and a half. And, you know, for all that hype, for all that fucking trolling, for all that beef, we are left with what is, by the very definition, a mid-album. Womp womp. Uh, I'll say this much. We kind of went hard on Kanye. You know, I know it's unfortunate. You know, two black men going after a billionaire. It's fucked up. You know, I, I felt guilty. I slept I slept badly mm. that night. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna I was gonna DM Connie and apologize. You know, I felt the guilt. You know, 
And, you know, I, in, in hindsight, looking at it, you know, going hard at Kanye, I felt like it was a little bit unfair because at least he was trying something. True. I don't know True. what's happening here. You know, I, I, I think at this stage, it's very evident Drake is bored of rapping. Yeah. And I, I think, like, you know, the other thing that, that, that really struck me about this album is that bored of rapping Drake can be saved by great production. And I feel like yes. even the production on this album was mid. Yes, agreed. It, it was, there were some cool, you know what it is? It's, I realize also he's got a weird formula and I don't know, it could be because he works with 40 the whole time. That weird chipmunk soul slash trap thing where they'll find a sample, speed it up and put a trap yeah. on there and Drake will just whine about a girl who broke his heart and fucking when he was 12. And so you had a lot of those. Like there was, there wasn't anything really out of the box where, and not to say that you know Hotline Bling was this crazy revolutionary song, because obviously kind of stole the that that bossa nova beat from fucking Dram at around that same time, but at least that was a little bit of a fucking U turn to what was happening in the radio. This kind of felt like, like, and I and I hate like you know you have you have a lot of dudes, a lot of the younger rappers like your Polo G, your SGs. You've got this little, little babies. You've got this uh, this lane of basically like trap music and everybody kind of being very, I, I, I'll say emotional for lack of a better term. But what's weird is the fact of where you've got Drake, who's, I guess, arguably the king of kind of lamenting over, you know, past wrongs and past issues over trap beats. You know, obviously Drake is a little bit more, you know, focused on the romance and interpersonal stuff as opposed to, let's say, a Polo G talking about, you know, living in Chicago. But the thing is, he's got these guests on there and, and they felt more alive than he did. You know what I'm saying? It's, it was a weird thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, somebody tweeted that this felt like a, a AI version of a Drake album, album. Like, you know, Drake just fed like a bunch of, you know, Drake lines to like a machine learning algorithm and like just spit it out. <laughs> and I can't unsee that. You know, I, I definitely I definitely can't see that. I, I feel like a lot of the rapping was kind of, yeah, you, like just straight up mid. Um, a lot of the rapping, I, I've always just, you know, like the fact that Drake is, is maturing and getting older, but he's still talking about, like you said, like girls that broke his heart. <laughs> quote unquote broke his heart, heart when he was 12. <laughs> How are we still... Mad at the Denny's waitress that fucking didn't call you back. Like, like, come on, yeah, man. come on, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, that to me is it's also. I wouldn't say it's, it's not troubling, but it's just like, come on, bro. Like, you've been in this game now for ten years. You know, you've you've dated Serena Williams. You've like you've seen all the things. Like, come on, man. Um, and I think like that to me is it, it's still there, still evident. Um, obviously, I you know. I guess he's trying to troll the world with the with the with the cover, you know. And I guess that's that's trying to make a statement that even though I got a son, I'm still out in these streets. I'm still in Vegas. I'm still in Houston. I'm still in the strip clubs, you know. Like I'm still like doing these things. And I feel like, I'm, you know, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I might have some more. I might have some more kids on the way, you know. You know, call <laughs> Maury. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and just, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but, you know, looking back at Scorpion, looking back at, like, Views, and those are albums that I don't think I loved, but, like, like you know, I just felt like, yeah, there was a diversity in production. You know, like, with Scorpion, you had, like, Nice For What, which I think was, like, amazing. 
it's such a crazy ass production that I never thought would get popular. You had like something like God's Plan, which was mid level Drake, but it had it was an anthem, right? Like it has, yeah, <laughs> you know. And I feel like with with this album, I mean, you like they're trying to kind of recreate the magic with uh, with way too sexy, right? Like that meme Drake, right? They're trying to recreate like that that whole like oh like this is gonna be fifty million memes and a TikTok dance mm-hmm. Drake, and I feel like that's probably not really something that you know you can't just like create lightning in a bottle right and uh, yeah you know and, and i feel like that's kind of a miss um you know girls want girl but, wait go ahead but that's the thing right so i would make an argument that it's it's a complete miss but at least he tried like that's a song where it's like true i'm true like, it's and then what sucks is it's still base level laziness it's uh, there's a you know he was probably late at night you know crying over fucking you know the, the 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 fucking saleswoman at fucking K's Jewelers with him, <laughs> and he's just there watching fucking late night TV on his five thousand inch TV screen in this fucking museum slash mansion, and he sees like a best of the nineties, and that was his idea of fucking spicing it up. Whereas it's like at the end of the day, it's like all right, that's a that at least you try at least grabbing a weird hook from a weird obscure pop novelty song from the nineties is a little more low effort than, like, the hard drive stuff that we Yeah, have. no, definitely. And even, like, tracks like Girls Want Girls, when, like, he's like, yo, I'm a lesbian too. Like, that 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 yeah. cheesy-ass Drake line. I don't know, man. It, just, it felt very, like, forced and very played out. Um, even for a forced and played out Drake line. You know? Like, yes. it didn't even feel, like, funny. You know? It just kind of felt like it was, it was there. And, and I think, like, that's, that's the problem. You know? Like, I, I can't name... Like, and that's the other thing, too. It's like this song, you know, this is an hour and 26 minute like album. Kanye's was like an hour and 45 minute album. Um, these albums now are becoming movies. So, like, how did that happen? But <laughs> I, was tell- I was telling my friend, I was like, the Kanye album fe- felt less laborious to listen to because at least there was like variation in between the songs. Like even like the the last half of the Kanye album was like part twos, but there's like something different, you know. You like you can compare part two to part one, right? And kind yeah. of like kind of see like the adjustments Kanye made, even if that was like just a, a hard drive dumped by his label, or if Kanye was intentional about that. Like there is something there. Um, whereas this album, I mean, by the, by like the what like twelfth song, I was just I was bored, and I was like, oh shit, there's yeah. like. <laughs> 10 more it's, songs it's, here <laughs> yeah it's it's much more boring than kanye and i, I again it's like i said it's, it's it's funny how we hard we went but in, in hindsight it's a much better album and, I, and like you said it's the idea of where at least it was a theme even if it was a generic ass jesus you know jesus loves me and we're all sinners type stuff i'll leave something's there and and i think that's what kind of disappoints me most about this is all right so what was cool about scorpion was and what i found fascinating was even though that album was hyped up also for a period of time when that album came out he was addressing the fact of where you know the 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 fact he was you know he was under the gun he was somebody where you know top of the rap game top of the pop game suddenly he's got this weird scandal you know hip-hop hands are making fun of him he looks bad because he's got this you know this this child apparently he's quote-unquote you're hiding a child type shit and I felt like the rapping there, because there were multiple songs on there where he kind of uh, uh, you know, addressed the situation. And I felt like there was life there. What I th- was hoping is that at least maybe because, you know, like, like now he's beefing, you know, which could be real or could be WWE shit. Who knows? 
but that along with the fucking certified lover album cover i i was hoping for more like you know i'll take your hose like maybe some big daddy kane shit you know what i'm saying like on some like i am the sexiest person here i was maybe he could just be flossing talking about how rich he is and how much he suck i was hoping for something to kind of like grab onto and like i said it's it, it is weird to see him having these same generic gripes where you know, before it was kind of seen as this weird, and I don't want to say emotional, but you know, there, it, it, and I hate to say it like this, but the idea that even if it's toxic masculinity, the idea of somebody lamenting about getting their heart broken in hip hop is still somewhat of a novelty. You don't really hear that that True. often. You hear motherfuckers talk about their moms. You know, obviously Kanye had 808 and heartbreaks. But for the most part, a dude kind of like really into his feelings, even though those feelings aren't necessarily legit. Like I said, toxic masculinity was a novelty. But now we're like decades, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Drake has been here for a very fucking long time. And I'm looking at like, all right, so you've got Kendrick who's done, you know, from street tales to weirdo fucking jazz rap. You've got J. Cole, which has kind of grown from like almost like a collegiate thing to this weird elder rap statesman to like this kind of old curmudgeon you know you've got kanye where again not a big fan of the fucking trump shit but at least he's changed it up it's weird to have this drake that like once he kind of fell into that formula that 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 little weird like you know that 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 lamenting over trap beats sing songy type thing he's been staying in his lane it has, it has been no growth and it's kind of weird to kind of see a dude this old to yeah track. but even to you know drake's credit I, you know the scarier hours two ep that dropped like earlier this year i feel like that was fire oh yeah no you, you know but I, and, and it was, it was, it was mid-level drake but when yeah. the beats were fire, like the packaging was, you know, like the way that like the lyrics and and the beats and, and like, you know, Drake has these kind of like hook anthems, you know, all that kind of made like, you know, an entertaining package. Right. Which is basically, you know, like, look, Drake is not going to be a Kendrick. You know, he's not going to be like, you know, a, he's not going to give you like, you know, 50 million bars. But he's gonna like give you something like that's you can like bump in your car, and I think that that's what yeah. Scary Hours Two was, and that was only earlier this year, and that was supposed to be the precursor to Certified Lover Boy, um, and I, I I think like even it's almost like a fall off from like six months ago, <laughs> not, <laughs> not like a fall off from his last album, you know, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, no, I like I, yeah, like I, I didn't really see this happening. I, I, I'm not going to say I thought it could be a, the album of the year, but I thought it would be something at least to kind of, you know, every Drake album is good for a couple of singles, a couple of funny one-liners, who is he tweeting at, you know, who is he subtweeting, I should say, who is he dissing on the slide. And like like I said, it just seems very, very low effort. Enough where, like, I, to me, I thought the songs that might kind of blow or stay there are less about the rap songs or more about, let's say, some of the more R&B stuff towards the end. Some of the more slower tempo shit, yeah. and and again going back to the idea is that's still not prime like R and B Drake. It's just a fact of where those songs seem to have a little bit more life to them as opposed to the other. Yeah, songs. I, I I also miss cultural appropriation Drake. Oh yes, you know. <laughs> where was where was Grime Drake? Come on, where come on them, come on them. Where's where's Afro B Drake? Where's Dancehall Drake? Like, he could have saved this. Record. Yeah, like I I feel like, and that's the thing. Like maybe that's getting back to the, the 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 point where you feel like you know Drake is bored at rap. 
I feel like there's an energy there in some of those tracks that that that's just missing here. Um, I, I, bro, he was rapping it. He's rapping in Arabic two years yeah. ago. Come on, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, like I, I, I miss that Drake. Um, and it's sad to say, like, I kind of feel like he needs to bring it back. Like, well, yeah, like, well, like where, where else can you Columbusize? You know? <laughs> He's going to become a scam rapper next. Just out here. <laughs> like, what country has Drake not touched? You know, K-pop. 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 I would fuck with K-pop. K- Dra- K-pop, K-pop, K-pop Drake. Drake X Blackpink. <laughs> He's out there <laughs> doing really, the dances. Really trying to holler at ten of them because there's like ten of ten of them in the group, <laughs> and getting dissed and making a song about it with them. I mean, that's 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 instant money. Get at me, OVO. Get at me. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. No. So I. I. Yeah. I. I feel like. When Kanye dropped this album, I was like, "Oh, I I assumed the Certified Lover Boy was going to be like an instant, not an instant classic, but would be better than the Kanye album." And it's not the case, which is surprising, you know. Yeah, like like I'll have to give it another listen, but yeah, I, I think and I hate it. I think I give the edge a little bit to Kanye. Like I said, it's I I have to give some of the later tracks a listen and some of the more uh, like R and B shit to see if it sticks. And, and go back to your point also, where's his hooks? Yeah. Like yeah. you said, even with that EP, even though the EP was more no here, here comes street level rap, there was more hooks. Oh, yeah. There was more uh, yeah. There there was a bigger idea of song composition there. This is just I can't know. Like I said, the, the too sexy shit, and even then that's kind of mumbled. And even then that's I like the future way. He, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no like oh here's a dope melody line. Here's a dope because I remember somebody was saying how uh, I think shout to Craig bro who writes for Vulture. I, I don't know his real name, but that's his Twitter name. And he was basically saying, like, hey, you know, when Drake has like a he's doing a rap thing or a sync thing, it is a melody under it. There's, you know, there's a little bit more song crafting than you usually hear as opposed to him just kind of throwing up a hook. There's no moments like that really here a lot of, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's somebody where, like, on Take Care, where it's even when he was doing, like, straight ahead rap songs, there was a there, there were there was an, an idea of having hooks, having songwriting. I want to make my flow sound a little more melodic. Here is just like I said. It's just it's yeah. Like I said, it's it's. I thought that I can't say that Kanye album was gonna be the most disappointing album of the year, but it's a slide we kind of seen. But I think clearly this is probably the most disappointing album for me. Like I said, I was hoping so much more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I will say before we move to the next topic, um, the winner out of all of this was Andre 2000 in that track. That was yes. leaked by Drake. Yeah, that was supposed to be on Kanye's album. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I love the fact of like when he kind of, you know, came out, you know, supposedly, supposedly Drake dis- dr- leaked it as part of their salvo against Kanye. Although who really leaks <laughs> probably the best song their competition has had in, in years. And that, that got me a little hype for the Drake album. Like, oh, you're leaking the, the shit that was supposed to be on this album. That means your album is is as good. Are you maybe have hundred two thousand on this album? Like, what's what's going on here? But no. See what he should have done: taken the hundred two thousand stems, put it on his fucking record, and it made a whole song about moms. I know, and just be like, "Yo, Don is my mama," and and that <laughs> that's like the best diss of all time. Um, no, R.I.P. to to Donda. Um, 
R.I.P. But but, uh, but yeah, no. The, the thing is, what I, what I liked about the the Donner Three Thousand track is the fact of where you know he's bringing it, he's staying on theme, he's not deviating from it, and it also kind of shows you like a how much of a great rapper he is, and most importantly, because I know there was a little thing in a while where uh, somehow I remember I think it was on Breakfast Club. You know how they're all about drama. They asked Young Thug about what rappers you would want to work with, and he kind of soft disc like uh Andre Three Thousand saying that. He's hard to kind of get to and yada, 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 or you have to kiss his ass. But what I did like about the whole situation was after it all kind of happened and Andre Pritzel put out the press release, he's like, hey, Kendrick, holler at me. Hey, Tyler, holler at me. Hey, you know, I, I'm still like, I, I'm still rapping in these streets if you take me, you know what I'm saying? So I thought it was kind of like a positive at least. So hopefully we'll have like, you know, more Andre 2000 guest appearances that will actually be on a real release. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, look, number one, Andre 2000 did the homework for that track. <laughs> Yes. How did he do the homework and the motherfucker? Imagine you come. Imagine you were back in the days, of like high school and shit, and it's like you have a group project, and the motherfucker is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it this way." And you're like, "All right, I'll listen to your little bitch ass because you're gonna do all the heavy lifting." And he show up, and he got a whole other project happening. You just there with your dick. Yeah, man. Like, like he 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 read the assignment <laughs> <laughs> and probably and turned it in early. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll be so heated. So, oh heated. man, and I think like Andre 2000 is literally like, okay, cool, it's didn't make the album, eh, you know, and like the way that he responded, it felt like he didn't really care, you know, like he wasn't like, yo, like just need to be in the vault, like he was just kind of like, yo, this happened, and this is the backstory. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, no, but no, I, I, I do think that because I've heard the rumors that Andre people have reached out to Andre. And gotten ghosted before. Like, that's just... I've, I've heard those rumors, and I kind of feel like that might be... There might be some truth to that. Um, and not saying that's, you know, any ill will on Andre's fault. I just think that, you know, Andre's been going through a lot of shit lately um, and processing. And, you know, if you listen to his out, uh, uh, podcast with Rick, Rick Rubin, like, he's processing a lot of things. So I think it might just be because of that. Um, but having that said, you know, if, if Andre's ready to be back in the game, um, the game needs Andre 3000 right now. <laughs> God damn it. How are you going to have verse of the year on a league like demo? <laughs> <laughs> this is where we've come in hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, he was also like, oh, well, like it wasn't like, yo, it's a hyper shit. Everyone's like, ah. It's like I just, I just, I just, I'm just mad you guys using for beef. I love you. I love hip hop. Uh, anyway, and, and uh, so uh, I, I guess we'll go speak about you know. At, speaking of other pop stars, you know, some people would say that they're the OG Drake. Uh, I'm, I don't know how I'm gonna make this work. <laughs> <laughs> Drake, the, the OG like, Swedish Drake. Like, like, I feel like like you you either win or lose on that statement. <laughs> it 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 depends on who you ask. Look. ABBA has bars, you know what I'm saying? They were out here, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the, the, the if you actually look what they were thinking about, they were talking about money, they were talking about capitalism, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like ABBA's, uh, the streets needed ABBA, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> streets needed ABBA. Uh, all right, so for you youngins, for you millennials, for you Gen Zers, there was this, this clan of four Swedish people who were blonde, who basically ruled the radio airwaves through the 70s and 80s. Um, basically, I, I, I can't say a cult band because they're very well known, but uh, ABBA was a pop band. 
during the 70s into the 80s, uh, leaned into a lot of pop adjacent genres, a lot of disco, some you could make the argument folk, some of it a little bit more upbeat, like uh, Mamas and Papas. But for the most part, they just had jams. That they they were they were reliable singles ass group. Um, at the height of their careers, basically going into mid eighties, they kind of broke up. Um, the group was made up by two couples that eventually divorced. Probably a lot of interpersonal shit, yada yada yada, whatever. Motherfuckers is like, we're rich bitches, we're retiring. There's been rumors for a minute about a comeback of some sort, and it looks like it has happened. They released two songs this week. The album is going to be called Voyager, and most interestingly enough, they are going to go into the hologram world. But according to them, it is not a hologram. Yeah, this is actually like mad interesting. Um, so first off, like I, I'm not checking for ABBA. And, nope. And, and at first, I'm like, I saw this in the notes, and I was like, what, what, like, how's this black man going to talk about ABBA? Um, <laughs> Dancing Queen got joined. Dancing Queen, and I you bet know, you, Dancing Dance Queen's, a, yeah, it's, it's it's a banger. That that's a banger. Yeah. That's definitely a banger. And, uh, and I guarantee you, somewhere there's a like a Dipset song that has like an ABBA sample oh, I'm sure. that goes hard. I'm sure. It's just all about Caramel dealing cocaine white or something. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but having that said, like I was reading the article and this shit seems very impressive. So apparently they're, I don't know if like, like it's a permanent thing that they're building like that, like venue or if it's just like a pop-up, but it's basically like a venue that's branded as ABBA, the experience, the voyage, whatever. Um, and yeah, like, like it's literally, it's a combination of them, like motion capped, uh, hologram, it's not even like a hologram, like it's like literally like them in the motion capture suit um, as their younger selves and like a live band. And it's like, what was it? Beyonce's choreographer or something like that. Run the world tour. Yep. Yeah. Like, like it, 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 it's intriguing enough that I'm like, I might would cop a ticket to this. You know, um, it, it's not just like going to a, a hologram concert. It seems like it, this is like a full like experience light show like you know like virtual reality augmented reality experience um and i put put in the notes like this is like what i felt like 2021 would be like when i was in high school <laughs> you know the future and like this just seems like the future you know not like the donald trump future <laughs> that we have now <laughs> i want light shows and holograms <laughs> <laughs> this, this Costco Blade Runner future that we're in right about now, <laughs> Family Dollar Blade Runner. You know, like I like like not this climate change future. Like I want light shows and holograms. You know, um, and that's kind of like what this is. So I'm intrigued, and this is also like a really interesting brand extension, right? Like this is like, you know, Abba hasn't really. I mean, you know, I guess they're still out in these streets, but like their hits are like 40 years old. But, you know, like, this is, like, a really interesting way to kind of, like, extend the brand. Um, and from that standpoint, I think that's really interesting. From just, like, a business of music standpoint, um, like, kind of creating this experience is really cool. And, like, the market's out here for it. Like, people want to have these immersive experiences, um, you know, especially in this time of social distancing. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I might cop that ticket, fam. Yeah, no, I'm on the same line. I mean, again, you know, huge ABBA fan, huge. <laughs> you know, I'm back in the '70s, you know, 
a lot of drugs, a lot of sex. You know, that's 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 the way I was rolling. You know what I'm saying? A lot of Newports. You know, <laughs> but uh, I I think for me is the what makes this idea a cool idea is the fact of as opposed to other really badly thought out hologram ideas, where it felt like very much an estate cash grab. This one seems a lot more proactive. Yeah. I was reading an article. They were saying they were training for like weeks. They were doing continuously. It's basically performing over and over and over again to kind of get different like, you know, captures onto the fucking computer. You've got real people behind tours and throwing shows behind it all. It feels a lot more proactive and a lot more effort and a lot more people in it for the art as opposed to a cheap crash grab. Um, so I actually like that. I, I, I like everything about it. We've we, we've discussed weird things about like Fortnite and how you had a Travis Scott virtual experience there, you know. I do like it, and I and at the end of the day, look, I understand that you know, Abba's one of the greatest selling bands of, of all time. They have a built-in market. They've got the money. They got the cash. I get the idea that it doesn't necessarily scale well if you want to be you know indie R and B indie rock band to kind of do something, but I do like the fact of where you've got people pushing boundaries of tech on all levels you know yeah. what I'm saying like if you yeah, I, like I was watching the rain on Twitch you know what I'm saying she was playing Brooklyn Steel empty fucking stadium I was able to kind of go there and catch and it was great performance that was last week and you know and I think that the ABBA thing is them doing kind of something similar on their scale I do like the fact of where it looks like a is done with an artistic purpose. Like I said, it's not just some weird, shitty, you know, we're throwing some some old school album footage and just play the song. It looks like they're trying to put like an actual performance there with dancers and musicians. I like the fact of where it doesn't really seem that it's, you know, it doesn't really seem necessarily corporate driven. It probably is because, again, huge stadium, all these things involved. But it looks a little bit more, and it's going to sound weird to say, a, a lot more human in thought than just like, we've got shareholders, we need to push this new album, X, Y, yeah. And I, and I kind of like that where you have this happening in this space. And like I said, it's even though it doesn't necessarily scale 100 percent, it kind of gives, you know, it's, it's just like, hey, we could kind of do this idea. Here's, here's a way to do it. Here's a way to kind of, you know, be able to perform. I remember... Um, and it's not it's not it's not the first time I've heard something, but uh, I know Death Grip said something like this along the lines. But I heard it before, where I was just like, you know, the music is bigger than us. You know, one day we want to be able to like, you know, if you know, like you know, like on some MF Doom shit, like basically have somebody else go out there and play it and this and that and the yada yada yada. Which you know, I do think that obviously there's an issue of people having to make their money. This is that. That's how people kind of tour and everything else, but. I do think if we have, if in the best of times, there's a lot of space to play around with the idea of where I've created this this artistic project. How do I how do I present it? That we can kind of look look deeper than just like all right, you know, four guys on stage with a musician with instruments and who are musicians. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. You know, obviously love live music and I kind of go appreciate it. But it's cool seeing people play around with tech in fun ways and kind of pushing boundaries. And that's why I kind of like this project as opposed to like some other shit I've heard, like, you know, like a crypt deck, crypt walking Tupac, basically a coach. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think too, it's just like, yeah, they, like, I mean, I'm sure they've been around for like 40, maybe 50 years. Like they don't want to just like play their old like songs to like Madison yeah. square garden for the 50 million time. And yeah, yeah like I, I'm, I'm glad that they're taking this approach. I hope it succeeds because you know, like I, I, I'm, I keep thinking back to like the Travis Scott like Fortnite experience, which I thought was amazing. And what would that look like live, right? What would that look like in a, a 360 immersive experience? 
Uh, so I hope it succeeds. So and if it does, I feel like other artists, and that's like like you said, like it's probably not indie artists, but like an artist like Travis Scott, I think could take that risk. You know? Yeah. Um, and it, and yeah. And honestly, I could even see India like like tech is getting cheap. True. And you know, you've got things where you could you could hook Ableton up to fucking visuals. Like I I think that like I said, I, I'm just happy that people have these toys. And obviously, you really can't compare it to <laughs> the toys that Apple can afford. But the idea of hey, we've got these tools is pushing different ways. I think there's, I think even if you're an indie rock band, if even if you're a small scale, there's a way for you to figure out and say hey, you know what they're doing. Maybe I could flip it. It might not be in a fucking you know a hundred foot screen, but maybe I could kind of throw a projection you know on a white screen and have it sync to my fucking you know. You know, had do some visual trickery where it looks like there's two of me on stage because of the way I set everything up. So I think I think there's a space there. Long story short. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, so, should we discuss the new music? Let's do it. Let us do it. Um, I think I'll start it off on my end. Um, you've had. Basically, it's it's been a really good it's been a really good week for punk rock music. But uh, no, no, rewind. So, long story short, you had two records I listened to that are in the punk rock realm. One is by a band called Turnstile. Turnstile is from Baltimore, hardcore punk band. Um, very fascinating kind of trajectory because pretty much out the gate, all the members are kind of you know deep into the hardcore scene, deep into the East Coast hardcore scene. Um, to kind of give you an idea what they might sound like, the the lead singer of Turnstile is in a band called Trapped Under Ice. So that gives you an idea of how <laughs> how that normally goes. But what's been fascinating about Turnstile is the fact of where, even though that's their that's where they hone their teeth, in the actual band itself is definitely much wider in let's say sound, definitely hooks, definitely melodic. It, they approach it, and I, and I hate the term pop because it can have a negative connotation, but like in a weird way, listen to this, and it's, and I'm going to clean this up. It sounds much more like a Foo Fighter record than it does a Bad Brains record. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, I mean, good Foo Fighters, not bad Foo Fighters. So uh, it's kind of cool to kind of see these dudes kind of come from that scene and basically put out, in my opinion... If we're talking about rock in a general sense, probably probably one of the best rock releases you'll see this year. Like if, I, you know, obviously, you know, maybe Radiohead will come out there and drop some weird fucking album playing the djembe and shit. Who knows? But I think as far as the idea of, hey, having a couple of guys on stage with a guitar, singing hooks, you know, doing the same motions. I, I don't know that, like, you're going to do much better than this record. Um on the flip side, you have another band called Meet Me at the Altar, which is uh, I knew for a bit. They're signed to Fuel Ramen, yeah, Fueled by Ramen. So basically, that's like uh, you know, fucking Fall Out Boy, basically yeah. the emo pop punk fucking record label, very big and popular. Um, all PLC women. So I've kind of kept my eye on them. This last record, also released like a week or two ago, is a little bit, it's kind of fascinating. So what they did was that they kind of approached it with the guitars are a little bit more, let's say, metallic. Because they kind of made an invention of the, how they want to kind of draw from the like, Warped Tour metalcore kind of guitars. But it's still poppy as shit. And also I kind of want to shout out the drummer because, so the band as it stands now is just um, singer, guitarist, drummer. 
I do know they have a touring basis. I don't know if she's officially a band member now. On the record itself, there is no drums. All it is is guitars, wow. vocals, and fucking drums. But the the fucking drummer was going nuts enough where I was like, yo, maybe it's like fucking programmed. Because mm. she hits the, ba- the double bass drum a little fucking wonky. And then I saw a live stream, and I'm like, oh, no, she's doing those hits live. Wow. So she's kind of carrying the fucking... Like, you know, dressed up in the, you know, like Hot Topic exploded under all that shit. She's out there keeping that fucking, like hitting those fucking bass drum kicks and kind of keeping it very fucking punk and metal. So fucking like, like, you know, basically long story short is I kind of came in because I am a punk rock snob, you know. I, I like I like my punk rock to be angry, you know. <laughs> I, I like my punk rock, you know, I like my punk to be a 19 year old white hardcore suburban kid who's mad because, you know, he woke up and hates his boss a fucking, you know. Dairy Queen, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not, not like the 15 year old fucking pop punk shit where they're mad at their fucking teacher for grounding. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's like long story short, what they're doing in that space is very interesting. So both those records are really good. Check them out. Um, like I, I would definitely recommend a Turnstile record just because I feel that in that weird space of where you know, Imagine Dragons, in that space of where 21 Pilots, in that space of where you know, you know, again. Oh, Respect to Dave Grohl, but you know, not necessarily putting up the greatest effort, efforts into their current releases. I feel like there's definitely a space for that band to thrive, and also meet me at the alt too. But like I said, specifically Turnstile because that that record is aimed straight towards that audience, and I'm hoping to see them in festivals if we have them in 2022. Word, word. I will, I will check both of those artists out. I I I, I assume Afropunk will be back if we're not in the plague yes. in, in 2022. <laughs> So uh, I w- that would be exciting. I- I'm sure they'll be a part of the lineup. I I, I hope. I'll cross my fingers. Um, so I- I'll talk about uh, my selection for this week. Um, and this is actually, if you follow me on IG, I've told everybody to skip the Drake album and listen to this album because this is the best hip-hop album I think that's been released definitely in the past two weeks. Um, will probably make my-, my top albums of the year. Um, Lil Sims. Yes. Sometimes I might be an introvert. Um, so if you know me, you know, I'm a huge fan of Lil Sims and I came in on, on Lil Sims, like kind of late in the game. Great area. I think was like her third album from 2019. Um, but that was like the, my first listen and I'm like, wow, like this, you know, it's a UK artist, female, um, definitely has bars, definitely like needs to be in the game. I, I, I do think, and I, I, I've said this like plenty of times, there is bias, America against like female female number one, <laughs> but also <Yeah>. like you know <laughs> number one two three four and five. Yeah, I was like <laughs> against females definitely. Uh, hey Texas, um, but uh, but also too like against like UK artists, UK rappers. I definitely feel like there's like this weird like lack like they. I feel like people feel like there's not they're not authentic things like that. I think it's changing. Because people are seeing Top Boy, which Little Little Sims is actually in Top Boy, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Like just gritty, like over there, and obviously like the UK drill and Brooklyn drill, like cross cultural exchange, which nobody else is really writing about. You know, like we're like opening like up the markets, but it's still like kind of an uphill battle for like a UK rapper to get like like huge recognition. Um, having that said, Great Area was a great album, but it was very much like. It reminded me of the movie Snatch, you know, in that way. It's, like, really gritty production, really dark, really back alleys of London type of production. 
like she's kind of rapping in kind of a lower monotone tone voice like it's just really gritty and then you have like sometimes i might be an introvert which is basically kind of like like i, I wouldn't say it's all cinematic like all of the kind of like interludes are like very cinematic she's out here paying orchestras you know like yes. the production is like it's it's a huge like kind of level up just sonically from her last album and not you know it's just like a different album it's still like great music but you can tell that she had wanted to take a completely different approach a completely different theme and like you know it's almost like going from like an indie movie to like a marvel movie in the way that the production has changed but it's the same little sims and it's the same kind of like you know like rapping uh, it's the same person but you know she's able to like level up with all these things um, and still create like a really great album which i think is really interesting whereas i think a lot of times artists when they get more money for production they kind of feel like they have to go super big and they kind of miss the mark where i feel like well sims went super big and you know she she held all the strides um so yeah and it's like you know it's it's also too like one of those things where she's rapping about oh i'm i'm kind of rich now but i'm still kind of like you know an introvert i'm still kind of like not really about this life which is also interesting which i know a lot of rappers rap about but it's all it's a really interesting take to kind of see so um yeah no it's just it's just um, it's amazing um and it's, it's like one of my favorite artists who just like continues to level up so you know, it's it, going back to your point about how the orchestra and everything else. It's also kind of weird hearing that record in contrast to not necessarily Kanye, but definitely in contrast to Drake, oh, yeah. where it's like, look at all this effort, look at the strings, look at this, look at that. Obviously, Kanye is always going to rely on his black choir to kind of you know help him in the end. But it was kind of weird listening to this, you know, this artist with a much, much, much lower stature kind of put that much effort into the fucking to work. Yeah. Going back to the idea, she's wasting, you know, like you said, orchestra money on interludes, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like she called the whole session, lots of money was spent, lots of, you know, lots of time just to have these dope interludes tie everything together. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's. I'll be honest for you, overall, I've, I've paid it to Little Sims. I respect her as a rapper. Never really was my thing. But uh, I gave this a hard listen and I, I, I can't front. This shit's dope. Like it's, it's. It's a lot of effort put into it, which is refreshing considering what we've been listening to the last couple of weeks where you've got these, you know, supposedly avant-garde like rappers putting out these, these basically mid projects. Yeah. And she comes out there and, you know, it's, it's, it's just a solid ass record. And, and, and what I did like about it was the fact of where, you know, like you said, is the other one's very grungy to like the, the, the um, 2019's release. This one's very clear, very well, very well spoken. Oh, Oh, racist. Very well spoken. <laughs> very, she knows she's speaking about the streets. Very articulate. You know, very articulate. Not like those, 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 those United States blacks. <laughs> you know, somebody, she knows what's happening. She knows how to move up. But no, it's, it's the idea of where, like, like I said, it's just bar, she's barred the fuck up. Beach is fucking dope. Enough where I was like, God damn, it's like a Rick Ross classic ass Justice League ass beat. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It, like, it's like, God damn, she's, it's, I need, I need the Maybach, baby. I need to, you know, be driving around in leather Corinthian seats. Yeah. I appreciate this album. Yeah. And I know a track you're talking about when I'm like, oh, snap. Like, it's, it's, and it's weird too, because like, it definitely sounds like a Rick Ross beat, but it's still in this album with these cinematic orchestra, <laughs> like, interludes. <laughs> and it still works. <laughs> it still works. So, yeah, no, I, I, honestly, she, like, I, she, I, 
Black woman trying to tell y'all, you know, like she came in and saved saved the day basically because it, it was looking rough out here for a big label release, rap release records. And uh, yeah, no, it's, I can't, I can't. It's something where going back to your idea of where she's got those two unfortunate marks against her for crossing over the United States. A actually three, a black woman. So that's like two right True. there. And also the UK rapper, but. I think that this is the kind of record where she should be winning, like, she should be showing up for fucking, they should be getting a Grammy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's that kind of level of record. So I'm hoping that, like, you know, things are opening up, you know, people are able to tour, this festival's happening. Hopefully this raises a stature and kind of puts a, a place for her to be there because she definitely deserves to be, you know, she deserves to be up there for all the big rappers, long story short. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. For sure. And, uh... That's about it. As we come back, we land from Merry England back to uh, COVID states. You know what I'm saying? Am I here drinking that Florida water? I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I was gonna. What I was gonna do is I was gonna actually do a, a basically an English accent, and I knew that I was gonna be a, a Bro, total. Bro, I, I I sound like a, a five year old boy when I try to do an English accent. Like say say you know. I, I want. I, here, here's an idea. Registone drops. Like all I want is just like a little Sims to come in there and be like Registone. You know, like just give me. That's all I want. <laughs> British people just just come out here that and just give me those you drops. So much you know credibility. I'm, I'm telling you, fam. It's, I, look, I just want I just want to have it there. You know, come out there. You know, same way you have the like the voicemails that playing for the rap records. That's what I want. <laughs> just come out here, and it could be. This has to be little Sims. I'll I'll take a C grade rapper. You know what I'm saying? I'll t- I'll take you know, to where's Wiley? Oh, where's Wiley? <laughs> where's Wiley? Where, Wiley? Where's anti-Semitic Wiley? Where is Wiley? I don't know. I, he's, I, he's hanging out with the, with the baby. <laughs> In the canceled realm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, on a positive note, everybody be out there. Know that we love you. Thank you for listening. Stay vaxxed. Stay masked. Don't hang out with nobody nasty. Yeah. And nasty in the COVID way, not nasty in a sexual or party way. Yeah. We have to speak of which, you know, what reminds me of Rick James. He has a documentary coming out very soon Ooh. on Showtime, actually. Ooh. I'm actually amped for that. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I need, I need, some, I need some, some dirty, nasty ass funk in my life. So, yes, looking forward to that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> for y'all, stay away from non music related funk. You know, stay safe, stay sober, stay clean, stay well, stay healthy, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.